Mark your calendars for Sunday, August 29th, and come on out to my house for homegrown humor. That's right, I'm hosting a comedy show in my very own home. Along with me, you'll get to see some local favorites like Ray Jackson, Jody McDermott, Mike Wells, and closing out the night will be the legendary Jesse Nutt. Tickets are only $5. Just go to MrMikeShea.com slash live or TBLPod.net slash live and get your tickets now. Fucking dude from Whitest Kids You Know died, man. Yeah, I heard it was an accident. And, and honestly, God, like I wasn't big, like huge, huge in the Whitest Kids You Know. Like I watched this, you know, every now and then. Like, yeah. But one of my favorites, like literally one of my favorite just skits ever, just in skits in general. There's three of them. One, mm-hmm. Chris Farley, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Two, Will Ferrell, American Thong. Right. Three, Abraham Lincoln, fucking out of oh. the play. <laughs> <laughs> Hammered in the ass. <laughs> it was like my three favorite skits, so it's just like... My favorite one from them was always the grapest. That's also fucking fantastic. <laughs> the grapest is so fucking... Yeah, he's the grapest. He grapes kids in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one I like, I, did, I forgot about the video, about how he talked about how to kill the president in the United States, and he talked about it hypothetic and all hypotheticals because you can get in trouble yeah. for talking about how you want to kill the president of the United States, mm-hmm. and how it would be super illegal to show how to do it, and he flashes up these plans real fast. <laughs> I was like, God damn, this is so funny. I forgot about that one too, but I was like, God damn. And then... I mean, everyone remembers get the Get a New Daddy song. Yeah. Which, yeah. I loved Whitest Kids You Know. So I watched that religiously when I was growing up, man. Welcome to the Basement Lounge Podcast with your hosts, Mike Shea and Mike Wells. Sit back, grab a drink, relax. Let's see where the time takes us. Enjoy. I know we talk about AMC a lot, and that's why I want to open up with. Go ahead. Okay, so here's the fucked up thing. Oh, shit. AMC had like career, like historic earnings on its call yesterday. Oh shit! And it went down the next day. No, really? How's that's not even feasible? So tell me how that makes sense. That doesn't make any fucking. They sense. beat their earnings by twenty percent. What they had projected to do. Okay. And they they um, basically said they're opening up ten more theaters, like actually opening up ten more theaters worldwide. Oh, ten wow. more theaters in the United States, I think like ten more internationally. Oh, okay. They said they're gonna start accepting Bitcoin by the end of the year as payment. Really? All this like good news, but then the next day the stock goes down. So tell me how that makes any sense. That doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> at all. No. So are they like so you think people are just selling their stock to fuck no, with I it? No, I think or? it's manipulated. Yeah. There's a way to manipulate the stock. It's the thing, like, if you look at any stock that has that type of, like, news and then earnings, beats their earnings, they always go up. Right. Why all of a sudden would everybody be like, oh, they had their great earnings, and then it would just go down? No, Yeah. Would. I mean, like, I know, I know with especially being a movie theater chain right now is kind of volatile. Well, here's the thing. Like, they actually, one of their things they said is like the uh, Warner Brothers said they'll have exclusive rights for the first 45 days for all their movies. Who said that? Warner Brothers. Really? Yeah. So it's See, like you have all this good news, but like the stock goes. That's interesting because they, because Warner Brothers is going through a big transition with Discovery because like AT&T is selling them off to Discovery. That's so weird. And it just and then it made no sense. I was like, 
Somebody asked me, he's like, how do you think? I was like, honestly, AMG should be great today because of the earnings call. Like, you don't beat your numbers by 20%. Yeah. But they expect, and then the, and it went down like 5% for the day. And I was like, this doesn't make no any fucking sense. What's it at right now? I think like 34 bucks or something. 34 bucks a share. I saw I say, I was like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Nah. Like, this is completely manip, like, it's so manipulate, manipulated. It's, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I think they finally figured out, like, some guy did, like, a rough estimate. He, he used some theory. Like, there's, like, this vote, and the vote, like, basically somebody voted, like, this person asked a question, and you have to verify how many stocks you have, and it goes, and it's called, the website's called Say. What mm -hmm. happens is you link your accounts that you have, okay, and it verifies how many questions, like, basically when, like, it was for AMC's earnings call, like questions to ask and stuff. Well, somebody put this questions like, "Hey, when you guys get out of debt, you guys gonna give us a dividend?" And so everybody that 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 was the first question, but everybody upvoted it because what happens is if you upvote it, yeah. it takes your it takes your shares mm -hmm. and it counts them into that thing. Oh. So it gives you like an idea of like how many people. So like sixty five thousand people owned like. 68 million shares so there's this theory each or total huh each or total uh total sixty-five thousand people own 68 million shares okay gotcha. that's not everybody yeah that because like 4.1 million people own the shares right okay yeah so i can't remember what the theory is but like that roughly almost 1100 shares per person so logically Jesus. what would happen is you'd have obviously your people who own a ton of shares mm -hmm. are going to sign into that right mm -hmm. And then, like, the people who have lower-end shares are going to be like, okay, like, I got the lower-end share count. Like, like right. some of them signed into it. But there's, like, this 80-20, like, 20% of the people, like, get to figure it'd be on the high end. And if the average person owns, like, 120 shares. So they did, did like, I don't know how the math works, but it may, how to describe it. But, like, it made, like, to where, like, the float could anywhere between, like, almost two times, like, the amount of shares that's supposed to be available. Because if you take, like... Basically, all the high number of people owned more than ten percent of the account of the shares available. Like it was like like twelve percent or something. Right. But like, <clears throat> if you do the math and use this person's theory how to calculate, they use, they use this for like voting and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, it was like yeah, so that would make like the float roughly on a conservative level, like on like almost twice as many shares available than there should be. And if you go ultra conservative, it's still way like they even did like an ultra conservative estimate. It's still like way more than it should be. Really? Yeah. So it's very interesting. I don't know. I'm, I don't. It's, I. This whole thing has been so fucking tumultuous. It's it's insane. It's just fun and for me. Is, I made yeah. I made money at, but I continue to like study it. I'm like, yeah. When you're watching it happen in real time, it's not like somebody who like. A lot of people there who check like every month or like no, I'm like watching. Week. You're yeah. watching it every fucking day, and it's just like I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, this makes it like if sixty seven, if sixty like five thousand people had a, almost sixty eight million shares, like not everybody's going to average eleven hundred shares per. Like that's not logical, right? Because that was the whole point of the theory was like you always have your top guys vote on that because obviously you expect they will be like all about that, and you have the lower tier. But the average person, apparently, like, when they split it up, it's supposed to have 120. Like, there's 4.1 million people, but, like, if you take those 4.1 million people, there's 4.1 million people, they're only supposed to have an average of 120 shares. 
like only supposed, but that doesn't include synthetic right. shares and that type of stuff. So it was very and the, all interesting. The hedge, all the hedge fund fuckers. And well, the weird thing is like <laughs> the irony, what even gets weirder is like, there's two numbers that always like people like love to make fun of in the Reddit forums. It's yeah. like 420. Right. Like we're not going to sell until 420,000. We're not going to sell until each share hits 669,000. <laughs> right. So guess what the, uh, the difference between well, like what they actually, the difference between what AMC was expected to earn and what they actually earned was sixty nine million four hundred and twenty thousand. <laughs> and somebody's like, <laughs> somebody's like, that's got to give them like throwing us a signal or something. Like, and we know it because it was like so obvious. We we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like somebody picked those numbers perfectly. <laughs> that's just stupid. I don't know. Like I've been. I mean, this is like month eight for me yeah no I mean, we've been talking about it all year the beginning of this year <laughs> i just like i like it no, I, yeah. like the, I like it i like how fucked up the financial system is like well, it's, i mean it's i realize the financial system's fucked up but now it's like i'm starting to realize how fucked up it really like there's something called like a dark pool and like mm -hmm. like i use weeble and people use robin hood like those don't those like numbers don't even go like if I buy a stock, mm -hmm. if I buy it, it doesn't even go to New York Stock Exchange. So it, it makes it it does not reflect on what's being happening right at that moment. So what dark pools is is like basically it's called pay for it's called a PFOF pay for order flow. Mm -hmm. So what happened is uh, basically like Webull and like Robinhood. So uh, uh, like actually in the funny the irony is Citadel one of the big person that shorts a lot of companies mm. owns payment for order flow oh so what happens is like if like they'll take like if i buy a stock and let's say you buy a stock i buy 10 you buy 10 right mm -hmm. so they'll take those 10 combine them right and take other people's 10 until there's like a thousand of them then throw them in all at once but it never hits the mm. stock exchange period so you never actually see it reflect in the price you never see what you're buying affect what's show what's oh, and the crazy part is they actually see like the hedge funds and the institutes see those numbers before anybody else so now they can figure out what they want to do mm. for the price same with like acorns and yeah all, all, all of them are like them. that it's payment for order flow Jesus. and when the irony is i know we're getting like the irony is citadel was totally against that mm. in 2012 and now that's their betting fitting from it they they have the biggest really and 70%, it's like between 60 and 70% of like all orders for um, AMC go through Dark Pool. God. So it's like, it, it doesn't even hit the market to make a reflection. It's really fucking. Mm -hmm. That's what's been, you know, you think about where we're at, you know, in, in turn, you know, technology and all that. 100 years ago, no one ever would have been able to catch this, catch on to this kind of thing. Well, then, you even like in the 80s, it was like, mm -hmm. if you bought a stock, like you had to call your broker. Mm -hmm. Your broker didn't have to call down or, or, yeah. or give it to somebody. And then, and then you get and you get it back to a, a day or two later. Right. Everything happened. Now with computers, it's like instantaneously, but it's just like. Well, but also because of computers and the Internet, now people are able to, to track these kinds of like you're talking yeah. about how the next day it went down. Back in the '80s, nobody would have caught that. Yeah, there's no way they could have. The no. shit, it was the shit would move so quickly. Now there's always someone watching. It just blows my like a, a company cannot have like, and the amount of money they made this quarter was like, like how they beat their expectations. It was the biggest they've ever had in their entire 
history. Really? Not just like in the last year? No. In their oh. history. Like how much money they have on hand, everything in their history, and it still went down. That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. No, it does. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. God. It's all fucked, man. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I have a group chat with my buddies, and I was like, like, you could tell this bit and manipulated because at the time I was only up 26 cents mm-hmm. out of a great positive, and then eventually it was down like $2 for the day. And I was like, earnings calls, always, every positive mm-hmm. earnings call, you're always up at least 5%, 10%. You don't go down 6% or 5 whatever it was. For I'm like, yeah. That doesn't make any, especially because like, like right now, with movies coming back out in theaters again, like that money's flowing in. Exactly. That money is flowing in right now. People are die are so ready to go back to the movies. Everybody now. and that's the thing, everybody and they they like they had Adam Aaron, the CEO of AMC mm-hmm. on a bunch of stuff and like Jim Kramer is like kinda like talking to him. I fucking hate Jim Kramer. And then Kramer's like, I just rather watch a movie at home and then like Adam Aaron is like, Well, people have kitchens, but they still go out to eat. Uh huh. Exactly, and it's like it's just they get to bash the company because like why aren't you bashing? Why are you only bashing AMC mm-hmm. and not bashing any other movie company? It's because they're the ones who, since this pandemic started, have been taking a stand against all the big, all the other big companies. They took a stand against Universal, took a stand against the whole like movies coming out on streaming the same day as they're going. They're the ones who've been putting their foot in the sand. And at the time when they did that, they had the most to lose because they were in financial hell at the time. Yeah. Well, I, and not, not just that. I think they were, have been shorted to shit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody's, like, I mean, hedge funds, there's, like, three or four hedge funds that's gone under just because of AMC. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, can you just stop, like, the bullshit and just be, yeah. like, it's clearly, like, this is just fucking, it's, it's literally, I'm seeing this happen and it makes no if two plus two equals dick in mouth, right? That's what it feels like right now. Like, yeah. just like, well, and you, you look at like a guy like Jim Cramer. I mean, he works for who was it? Was it CNN or Fox? Uh, CNB- CNBC, CNBC, I think. Yeah, yeah, CNBC is is falls under that. I think they're owned technically by Universal. So it would make all the sense in the world that the company is like, no, fuck this guy. We're you know, telling Jim Cramer, no, fuck the AMC guy. Because he AMC, Universal was the first one AMC went after. Well, and here's the irony. So, like, another guy did this thing about how, like, um, Adam Aaron is going to try to sell his shares. He said mm-hmm. he's going to hire a third party to sell his shares mm-hmm. because it takes him out of, like, first of all, a CEO cannot share, sell shares during a short squeeze. They're not allowed to, period, right. at all. But not only that, it takes conflict out of interest for him. Mm-hmm. So, like, and then you have, like, all of a sudden, like, this guy, I can't remember what the dude is. He's big on CNBC. He's just this anchor, just financial stuff. He starts talking about, like, well, Adam Aaron's talking about selling his shares. He's going to hire a third party to sell his shares. And, you know, this is what's going on. And the other, the other like, anchor is like, well, yeah, I'll, all CEOs do this. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to pitch it as if, like, he's getting off board. It's going to tank. It's almost like it's, it's like putting it into a blind trust. Yeah. That's the one that when when Trump got elected, that was the thing they talked about was if he was going to put his business holdings into a blind trust. And he said, yeah, I'll give it to my kids. And they were like, that's not a blind trust. It's not a blind trust. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's 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 fairly common. Yeah. But they just try to pitch. They try to, like, paint this picture of like, well, it's, it's sensationalism. It's it's at the end of the day, it's 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 the equivalent of clickbait. Yeah. 
Well, I, yeah, no, it mm. is. It, it just it irritates the fuck out. I mean, like I said, I made money off it. I've been following it forever, but it's like when you see how blatant it is, you're like, right. You almost just can't believe like like this is happening right. Yeah, you really eyes. can't believe it. And I know they've put a lot of rules in the places. Like you can see where they've put in rules in place for once shit hits the fan, mm. everything will be fine. And it's it's I mean it it's gonna take a while. It's still taking a while, but the, all these rules are in place. They're still sure like it does. Like if something does happen, when it does happen, like the economy doesn't go. Oh yeah, because here's you want to hear the wild part. So. Most heavily shorted stocks, GME and AM, GameStop and AMC in particular, mm. are the delta to, um, or no, are the theta, theta or delta to market crash. If the market crashes, mm. those two stocks will shoot up. Really? They're negative, del- they're negative delta, which is unheard of. Oh. So if the market literally crashes, those will shoot up regardless. Holy shit. I've never, yeah, I've never heard of a negative delta. Or, it's say or negative delta, or, theta or delta. I can't remember which one it is, but if the market crashes, those shoot up automatically. Because that is the hedge. Because hmm. what you do, if something like that happens, you hedge against that. So those are the hedge for that. It's very, hmm. it's very weird. And they've been like that for like ever. Jesus. I just hate financial shit. <laughs> God damn. I love looking into it. I love like numbers, but like. Yeah. Digging in numbers, I was like, like I, from the very beginning, there was one day they, like, that's the whole point that got me into this. There was one day, like, 1.5 billion shares were traded. And I'm like, there's not even, at the time, there's only 300 million shares that could be traded. Mm-hmm. I was like, how is this even, like, you're telling me that the entire float got traded five times. Yeah. And nobody held on to anything. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Okay. That's why I'm in. Yeah. It's kind of like it's 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 like going through your your girlfriend boyfriend's emails or text messages looking for evidence of cheating and finding all the other shit. Yeah. It's like, oh man, once I started looking, I found a lot of things I didn't want to know. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like life really gives you the raw deal. So give yourself some raw comfort in the form of edible cookie dough from Dope. Dope is committed to reducing the stigmas around mental health and addiction recovery while making the world a little sweeter one spoonful at a time. They've got flavors ranging from classics like chocolate chip and snickerdoodle to crazy concoctions like brownie batter and Nutella banana. Plus, they donate a portion of every sale to the She Recovers Foundation, a nonprofit charity with a mission to connect support and empower women in or seeking recovery just head on over to dope.com d-o-u-g-h-p.com put together a killer sample pack and use the code tblo5 to get five dollars off your order at checkout you'll also get free shipping nationwide so grab some dope today and get ready to lick that spoon clean i'm also that age now where like I'm just not drinking as much. Like I'm also like like if I won't go to a bar that does not also serve food. <laughs> well, I I go to bars that serve food. I mean, yeah. don't serve food, but like I just rather just do edibles right? <laughs> and get high. Like and realistically, when I do that, I'm at home anyways. Like I just you, well, you'll want to you'll want to listen to our our VIP guest this this month. Uh, her name is Jordan Boucher. She's a cannabis friendly dietitian Ooh, so ooh. all we did was talk about like smoking weed and eating 
it was actually really fun. She, I think she was really high. Mm. Um, there was a couple times where I was like, oh, she's high. But I'm also like, this is going to be fun. And that shit's good. Like, yeah. You can put it in, like, it's just the, it, I mean, a lot of it, they make a lot of stuff with the butter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they make the stuff. But I mean, like. Well, we, we even talked about, like, because she talked about, like, part of what she does is, because, like, she can't go work for, like, actual, like, healthcare facilities because, you know, drug tests and all that. But. She still works independently, and, and, and she talks about how she, she helps people who are not only struggling with, you know, having the munchies and trying to get healthier, because that can be a pain in the ass, but she also talks about how she how they can use that to their benefit as well. If mm-hmm. maybe if they're, if they're in that kind of bad diet situation where they're, like, not eating at all, she's like, smoke weed. Oh, you'll eat. You will. That's why, that's part of the reason why they prescribe medical marijuana to cancer patients is because they have no fucking appetite because mm-hmm. chemo's a bitch mm-hmm. and it gets you to eat mm-hmm. yeah it's so fucking wild how you cannot be hungry but as right. soon as you smoke weed you're like i want a fucking three pizzas right. and taco i don't know what it is about weed, but like god i want that when i'm not high <laughs> it's so weird like i have literally like yeah. i've eaten dinner like a big fucking dinner and i ate edibles and i turned my wife and went melissa I'm going to order a pizza. She's <laughs> like, you just fucking ate. I was like, I'm ordering a pizza. I mean, I regret it the next morning when my stomach. Oh, sh- fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fucking like, fuck yeah. I had, the, I had a lot of those in college. The, uh, there was only one pizza place in town. It was a fucking Papa John's. But it, to deliver to a dorm with, with a large one topping and a two liter was 10 bucks. So I can't tell you how many times we were ordering like two, three pizzas to the fucking dorm at one o'clock in the morning. Plowing through them the next morning, we're all just like, I don't want to go to class. This oh hurts. my god, this hurts. This hurts so fucking bad. And I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, me too. Trust me, it's there. But I will suffer for pizza. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, um, I I don't know. Like weed will make you want to eat food. Yeah. And I think the ultimate thing is like weed that makes you edibles. <laughs> You're eating food that makes you want to eat more food, which is the most fucked up thing. I just thought about that. You're eating food that makes you want to eat more food and you don't want to eat edibles. I mean, I've been so high off edibles. Like, I don't know if I told this story. One time I was watching um, instant family with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. I got so high. That was Thanksgiving day. <laughs> oh I had an God. edible at 10 in the morning. Uh-huh. Oh no. Before before the turkey. Well, here's the wild part. I thought Instant Family was a psychological thriller. <laughs> like I think, and like I like being paranoid high too. I love yeah. being paranoid. I'm like, am I telling my wife everything that's going on in my mind right now? Uh-huh. Like, and like, it just I love that thought process. Like, if I wake up tomorrow, like when I wake up, I'll find out. Yeah, you know. And I was still high the next day at work. Oh my god! And it wore off at 5 p.m. Because I remember thinking, up, oh. oh, I'm clear headed. And I looked at my watch, and it was 5 p.m. on the dot. And I was like. God damn, this lasted 24 plus hours. This is almost not 36 hours, but it was a lot of fucking long ass time. Oh my God. I've never, I've been like, I told you, I told you. That's like 250 milligrams though. Yeah. Well, I told you about the weekend I did that Adderall. Yeah. Up all fucking weekend. Did I ever tell you what happened the first time I did a gravity bong? No. Okay. So I, I was, I was just so used to, I was still early, early in smoking pot, but you know. I was used to just always being, you know, hit the bowl, pass it, hit the, you know. So I would, I would get high, but not that high. I tried a gravity bong for the first time when I was living down south, and that was new. That was a new kind of high for me, because I, because I was, so I was, I was having 
uh, knee problems. I had a heel spur and knee problems at the time. So I was walking with a cane, right? So I was at my buddy's place. I hit this gravity bong and I go sit on the couch. And the next thing I know, like everything just. Did you ever see that movie Dread with Carl Urban? Where yeah. the, with the slow-mo drug? Yeah. It was like that. Everything got really fucking slow. And I'm sitting there on the couch leaning against my cane with my phone in my hand just scrolling arbitrarily getting like tunnel vision from my own phone and then i start and then i bust out laughing at this joke my buddy said something about fucking penguins i don't remember what it was and they look at me and they're like what is so fucking funny i'm like the shit with the penguins they're like dude that was 15 minutes ago <laughs> i'm sure it wasn't pandas <laughs> it could have been, been fucking pandas <laughs> I but it was one of those like I was just like as I, they ended up having me to sleep on the couch that night because the next day it was just like I feel light. <laughs> I love being that high. I fucking love it. That's like one of my favorite things is like I don't want to do anything stupid. Yeah, I just want to chill and relax. Yeah, and be in my own thoughts, my paranoid thoughts sometimes. <laughs> when I'm yeah, when I'm drunk, I want to do stupid shit. Mm-hmm. When I'm high, I bask in the glory of doing nothing mm-hmm. so my i mean i used to just love sunday nights my buddy nick would come over we'd get baked and you know watch hannibal or listen to a record or something that's the thing is like it should fucking weed should be legal everywhere i don't understand yeah. why it's not it has so many medical benefits for a ton of people mm-hmm. but the only, i mean like i mean it's just because nobody can make money off of it yet yeah that's the whole reason yeah completely the government wanted their cut mm-hmm and 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 we talked about this with Jordan. I know we've talked about it before. And then you look at, you know, there's it's it's a it's got to be a whole reform program. It can't just be occasionally decriminalizing it on a state level because there's still God knows how many people locked up for life for marijuana possession while other people are out selling it and turning a profit and calling it twisted tea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just, like can you, I just like the whole, the thought process of being in jail for life or selling weed and then getting out or like finally getting out or whatever, mm-hmm. not life, but like 20 years. And there's just a fucking dispensary. Yeah. Like what the fuck? I would Brooks was here myself on the spot. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, wow, I lost my life in prison and now people are just selling this shit next door to a Starbucks. Like in a building where they were like, they are legally registered as a dispense. Like it's, it's, it's cause the government never got their hands on it. Like they did. Yeah. Was it? They had their big deal in Coke cause they basically helped funnel Coke to the United States or whatever. Well, what was the one with, with, with daddy Bush where they were, there was a, the FBI was doing a big, uh, crack sting and they actually got the undercover cops to have the sting moved to the park across from the White House so that that way they could conduct the bust at that park so that later that so that the next day when Daddy Bush did a, his press conference from the Oval Office he was able to say we were able to apprehend this much at a park just across the street from the White House like they actually had the bust by moved to that location just so he could have that line in his speech that's so fucking bullshit it's so fucked up yeah it, and it was all for a dime bag no just, yeah <laughs> bag was about that big no, i mean it was a it was a big fucking bag but it's just fucking weed man it's just yeah. fucking weed it grows in the fucking ground i know <laughs> it is uh, a naturally can, occurring yeah thing, just like tobacco 
Just the government never got their fucking hands on it. Yep. Just like in Prohibition, they didn't have their hands on fucking alcohol for a while either. Yeah. That's why Prohibition was a big thing. Well, that's why that's, that's why alcohol alcohol laws are still so random everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, I lived, I think I, think I told you about when I lived down, I mean, the, the alcohol laws down south are crazy strict. Are they really? They really are. Like when you go to a, when you go to a bar here, there's usually like a couple of licenses on the wall, like the business license and the alcohol license, and then there's usually like an after midnight alcohol license. That's it. If you go to a bar in South Carolina, it's like a whole fucking bulletin board of licenses they have to have. Hmm. Like, and a lot of places nowadays down south, you can't be a bar only bar. You have to sell some kind of food. Um, you have to get a permit to be open past nine past 11 past midnight and past 2 a.m and if you fault on any one of those they just shut you down you don't like lose that license you are shut the fuck down most places still don't allow alcohol sales on sundays and if they do it's usually up to the business's discretion so a lot of businesses still don't because there's an extra tax mm. to sell alcohol on sunday on sundays because there's also uh the lord's yeah day. there's also uh, f- a high food tax down there too that doesn't exist up here when i moved up here buying food was so much cheaper really? than it is down there yeah it's weird down there man all these drive through shopping places where you can drive through and buy half gallon of milk, six pack of beer. Those don't exist down south. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Those don't exist. I would, I would, t- I would tell people down there that I work with about those. They look at me like I was talking about seeing Bigfoot. Now, that's one thing yeah. people have always said. Like those don't really, those don't really only only exist in Ohio. I feel like pretty much Ohio and like yeah, Ohio, Iowa, kind of the farmland, the heartland area here is the only place those exist. You go that you go out past into the uh, over into the over into central time or whatever they don't exist yeah. it's so weird i really don't even use those things that much though oh no they're expensive they you, they sell their stuff's being sold at gas station prices so mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's literally you're doing it for convenience because you don't want to get out of your car that's literally it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, i when I, I don't want to walk yeah when i do go into those places it's like i don't feel like getting out the car How, what if one of those was invented because somebody was like fuck i want to get in there by shit, but I don't want to walk there and just drove their fucking car into the building. I was like, <laughs> slap some money on it, <laughs> grab some Snickers up front out of the window, snap money on the counter, just backed out. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> one speedway that has one of those drive throughs over, over um, in uh, Centerville, Miamisburg kind of area. Mm-hmm. There's one big ass speedway that also has the drive through. Hmm. And you can tell them like, hey, I want a speedy freeze. And you'll see them fucking walk in, go to the speedy freeze thing, fill up the thing, take it back out to them. And That's so weird. I know. It's like it's already. I don't know. There's also gas stations that like people still fill your gas. You can get people to fill your gas yeah, tank. This is still a thing. I've never dealt with that ever in my entire life. I, I, I had it That's one time. Fucking rich white people shit. Yeah, I had it one time. The guy walked up and I was like, can I, is something wrong? He's like, you're for gas, aren't you? And I was like. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's a full service station. I was like, shut the fuck up. Fuck. All right, cool. Yeah, fill her up, man. Shit. Do you have to, do you have to tip them? I mean, it's, I you should. <laughs> I did. Hmm. Mostly because it was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is a hell. This is an experience I never thought I'd get to have. You get an extra five bucks. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. I would have never. I don't know. Fucking bullshit. It used to be a thing. It used to not be allowed to pump your own gas. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, now it's, yeah, I don't know. Now you can just fucking drain Ohio. You can just drive in, get a carton of milk <laughs> and some heroin. So you can get CBD at Speedway now. You can get CBD, a speedy freeze, and gas all without having to get out of your fucking car. Just fill up the slushy <laughs> with gas. What? <laughs> Do it. <laughs> like those fuckers that were filling up the garbage yeah. bags with the gas. <laughs> See this? I don't be this fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. I grow a mullet. Like every single time you do something like dumber, like a mullet, your hair gets longer in the back. Right. But shorter in the front. In front yeah. <laughs> Just fucking move slightly. <laughs> you know, I, if you're really dumb, you get a rat tail. Oh, God. <laughs> the fucking dreaded rat tail. Oh, God. We always want you guys to be a part of the show, so join in on the conversation. All you got to do is head over to our website, www.tblpod.net, and you can click on the blue microphone and leave us a voice message, which we'll respond to on the air. You can also use our website to access our official Discord server and chat with us and all kinds of other listeners just like you at any time you want. Once again, head on over to our website, www.tblpod.net. He's not the mayor anymore, so they bring on Adam's cousin, Wild West. <laughs> Goddamn. That's why Seth MacFarlane's amazing. Voiced by Sam Elliott. I got to show you a clip. This is the funniest shit. Ever. Oh, my. Wild West. It, it is like, it is some of the funniest shit you've ever seen. How is that? Um, yeah. That's a fair point, Lois. Do you mind if I make you a sweater while I respond? <laughs> no. No, that would be fine. Lois, I moved my whole family to Oregon when I was 13, and it taught me that a town is like a horse. You don't choose it. It chooses you. And I believe Coog has chosen me just like it chose my cousin, Adam. Now, the last thing I want to do is take something from a woman. There's nothing I respect more than women. <laughs> is that so? Yes, ma'am. I've raised 16 daughters into strong, independent women. I'm a registered doula, and I always order edamame for the table. Oh, my God. So you're all alone up here with no one to touch your sweaty biceps? A man's never alone, Lois, so long as he has his principles. Holy thundering Lord. <laughs> as long as he has his principles he's got a he swear to god in the show he's got a on his farm he raises mustaches he's got like live mustaches so stupid and at one point peter i guess decides that all of his masculine power comes from his mustache so he sneaks in the middle of the night to try and like rip it off and he takes like a chainsaw to it a blowtorch to it and nothing it just won't come off so he tries to grab it, it like it starts fighting back against him the fact that his name is Wild it's West wild and it's West. Sam Elliott. It's so fucking fun.
We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. If you guys want to know more about the show or get more involved in any way, shape, or form, head on over to our website, tblpod.net. That's tblpod.net. Leave us a rating and review on the reviews page and click the little blue microphone to send us a voice message. Let us know what you thought of today's show and share your thoughts on what we talked about. We'll see you guys again next week for a brand new episode. Every Wednesday, 8 a.m. is when they drop. Until then, as always, live well. Well, rock on, take care, and bye bye.